Hello and welcome to another episode of Lectures with Fallen Wisdom. Today I'm going to talk about the doorway, the doorway to bliss. I've been talking around it a lot and trying to give a lot of information, trying to get people toward bliss. This is the goal. We want to be walking around in constant bliss. Why? Because only then are your actions actually going to be leading to immortality, leading to health, leading to more bliss. Bliss begets bliss. Pain begets pain. If you're walking around in any kind of discomfort or pain or, or emotional distress of any, of any kind, you're poisoning your internal organs. You're poisoning the world around you. You're poisoning anyone you have any interaction with. You are, you are doing it. And it's just, you can't help it. Even if you're trying to be a good person, the, the, the discomfort and the annoyance that's coming off of you is palpable and it's affecting everything. It's affecting your, your, the very cells inside of you, your molecules. So, you're, but you, but you really, it's not like you can control your actions. It's not like you can be like, well, don't act out of anger. No, the key is try not to get angry. But even that in itself is probably impossible. The key is just to try to remain in bliss as much as you can to the point where when anger comes, it's, there's a padding of bliss in there. And, um, the bliss is so important because it's your responsibility to achieve it. And it's very easy to achieve. It's not something that to um, study with some yogi and do all kinds of meditation. It's, it's right there. The door is right in front of you. And the door is stopping your mind from chattering. Just check yourself. Is your mind chattering more than you're actually breathing what is your chattering to breathing ratio if your chattering is like really high and your breathing is really low you're in your ego state you're in your unhappy state people talk about acting out of ego it's acting out of unhappiness ego is sorrow ego is sadness masquerading as anger masquerading as fear masquerading as all kinds of negative emotions it's sadness. And sometimes that sadness develops into rage. No matter what it is, it's poisonous. Even if you're sad and a good person, you're poisoning everything around you by your sadness. And your sadness has, is, it, there's only one reason that you're sad. It's because your mind is making you sad. Because your mind is engaged in thoughts that are not directed, that they are aimless. And whenever your thoughts are aimless, they take on a ton of pain. They, they, it's, like a, it's like an aimless child walking into a, into a, uh, a loaded street with cars. It's, it's going to get run over. It's going to go through a lot of pain. Anytime your mind is chattering and you're not directly directing it, First of all, that's not shatter. When you're, when you're directing your mind on a specific task, 
when you're using it, employing it to think about a specific problem, yeah, you have tons of problems and they're swirling around your mind. And your mind just kind of goes from one to the other and like as it touches one, it gets all anxiety, but it doesn't want to think about it now, so it puts it away. But it kind of just floats along and just touches each little point of anxiety in somebody's life and that's kind of the way the mind deals with problems. And really what you should be doing is being like, okay, I'm going to devote this an hour a day to, to think about this problem. I'm going um, to you know, devote a certain amount of time to just sit down, whatever it is, even if you just sit and do nothing but think about it, as long as it's directed thinking about that problem, that's what you should be doing. That's how you should be dealing with your problems. Your problems should never be floating around in your mind and, and part of the chatter of your mind. Once you let that happen, you're letting yourself get out of bliss. You're, you're closing the door to bliss, and you're just putting yourself in a pain state, and that pain state is poisonous to you and others. And it's also aging. That's Anytime you're in a pain state, you're aging. You're, so you can just see how old people are. It's like how long they've allowed themselves to stay out of bliss. That's, that's your age. So if, you're, if you can keep yourself in bliss constantly from here on, just with this little trick, you won't age a day after today. And you'll even backwards age because age is aging. What, what appears to be aging is a wound, the psych wound that you can heal if you just give yourself enough bliss rest of bliss now bliss bliss is just the absence of something bliss is just the absence of the chatter of the mind the mind should either be silent focused on the breathing doing the exercise of uh, five full breaths one very long deep breath the fifth breath holding it and then letting it out all through your nose, doing four sets of those. It should be on that task of the just going back to that sequence. It should either be resting on that. And just in general, if you just want to rest it on your breathing, that's fine. Or if you want to devote your mind to something specific to think about in this moment, you can say, okay, I'm going to think about this, this problem I have. I'm going to think about different ways to come at it and, fix what the problem is and then I'm going to come to a decision and then I'm going to shut down the, the, the meeting of my mind and then I'm going to um, focusing on my breathing or put my mind onto something else, maybe some form of entertainment, maybe something, um, a book um, or just empty mind. Empty mind is when you just kind of let your don't let thoughts just invade your mind. Empty mind is being in the now and knowing that any thoughts that are coming in are actually about the past or the present, I mean, about the past or the future, and therefore they're not part of what's going on right now. And so they, they will inevitably lead you if you're not completely focused on them, if you're just letting them churn in the back of your mind, they are leading you out of bliss. They will, inevitably. They can't not. Why? Because bliss is the moment. Bliss is the moment that you're in. And, you know, I've often said that you can't actually have thought and bliss at the same time. Not entirely true. 
You can have thought and bliss at the same time, provided your thinking is directed. Undirected, unfocused thinking, basically wigging out in your, in your little scared mind, is the doorway out of bliss. It's the doorway out of any kind of um, enlightenment or immortality or anything that you really want to achieve here. Because what we're here to do is take this physical body and spiritualize it and make it into a, a celestial body, a dual residency, dual citizenship. We can do that. But we have to achieve the bliss here in this physical body, which is very much more difficult with all these chemical reactions occurring, all these emotions running through it. You know, these emotions are byproducts of the, of the, of the actions most of our negative emotions, for example, the ones that create most of the chatter in our mind, are byproducts of walking around with chatter in our mind. <laughs> they, they're self-perpetuating. So you wouldn't have so many of these negative emotions and negative experiences if you had been conscious and had been in a bliss state in the moments that you found yourself in, where you did certain things, where certain things happened to you. When you're in a pain state, they're very much more traumatic than when you're in a bliss state. Someone could stab you with a knife in a bliss state, and it wouldn't even register that big of a deal to you. But if you, of course, you would go into, you know, your your, your survival and try to uh, defend yourself, and that would just take over. But the point of it is, is you wouldn't be so mortified emotionally that you actually would be able to handle it better and survive much more likely. You know, you know, bliss. The bliss state is an is a is an invincibility state. It's it's very difficult to pierce the bliss state. So if you don't, if you find yourself, um, you know, in an altercation, even in a bliss state, it's going to be very hard for them to defeat you. Um, uh, I, I did some boxing, and uh, anytime I just went in there have, trying to have fun, I won. But when I was angry and wanted to kick the guy's ass, I got my ass kicked. So that's my, that's how I could tell. Also. But the thing is, is that when somebody played dirty in the ring and I was trying to be a, a you know, very clean type of fighter, uh, a flip would switch on me. It's like this kind of moral outrage flip and like I would be super strong. I'd be like a superhero strong. And that's the thing is that in bliss, you have, you will have superpowers in bliss you will be able to take on like a whole slew of, of like five different guys that are trying to attack you and you'll be able to beat them all up very easily in bliss. In ego, you know, you might, you might have a good day, but it's not, there's no guarantee. And chances are you won't even have to go there if you're in bliss because you'll know how to diffuse the situation. It's very rare that I've ever had to like do a street fight like in a bliss state, out of a bliss state. It's happened. <laughs> but it happened more just like as a, it, kind of fun for me, you know. But uh, I'll tell that story at another time. But the point is, is that you want to make sure that you're you, the only thing you can control is what mind is how your mind is feeling, and then that will determine how you act. So if your mind is in a bliss state, you will be seeing, you will be. Um, if your mind is in a bliss state, you will just do the right thing. 
and it'll be very easy to do the right thing, and you won't need to think too much about it. Um, when you're in, a, in an ego state, in a, in a pain state, which is the letting the mind chatter, just go, letting the breathing get very shallow, is hit or miss. You might do the right thing, you might not. Chances are, even if you do the right thing, you'll second guess it because you'll think, oh, well, maybe it would have been more in my egocentric advantage to do this. And, and you will just start second guessing everything and feel like you are losing some kind of very competitive small battle. And that's the thing about it. It's so petty, the ego. And, and of course it is. It's in pain. It's, it's not a happy camper. And, you know, people who are just unhappy, generally speaking, are petty. So you will be too. And there's, even if you're in an elated ego state where your ego is being stroked, you're just around the corner from a major enrager. So you can't rely on your ego to be, to be the, um, the guide. You, that's the key, is that you have the power to either put your ego in control or put your bliss state in control. And that, that just and, and all you're doing is making sure the mind is not engaged in aimless chatter. If you can just stop that. Now, I, I've, in past shows, I've talked about the uh, disengage command, which somebody actually just um, messaged me and reminded me of it because I had forgotten it. And it's a smart idea. <laughs> I didn't come up with it. I channeled it somehow, okay? Um, but the bottom line is, if your mind starts chattering, it's usually about some, it's usually like an emotional, something emotional happens, something that you're, you're kind of wrapped up in in your mind. And your mind shouldn't be wrapped up in it. Your mind is not in it at that moment. It's reliving some kind of traumatic moment. And so that's the deal. Um, you're, you're reliving it, and so you need to disengage from it. Your mind should be disengaged. Your mind, if it is to be in the bliss state, is either going to be disengaged from thought or, or directed directly, you know, directing thought. Um, but if thought is directing it, that's where you start to fall into the black hole of ego. And once you're in that black hole, you're, you're, you're in time. You're aging. You're aging very quickly and you're getting, you know, hey, your dick is shrinking. Like if you're... Can I, can I put it that bluntly? So, and, and everything's going away. Your testosterone levels are going down. Your, your, your vitality, everything is just seeping away as you let your mind ruminate about whether or not some jack-off cashier was an asshole to you or not. I mean, that's kind of, you know, and whether you should have been such a dick to him or not, here's the, the short answer. You shouldn't have been a dick to him. Um, you shouldn't be a dick to anyone. And that's very important. Um, and the only way you're not going to be addicted to anyone is if you get stay, keep yourself in the bliss state, which is essentially the absence of mind chatter. So you see your mind chattering, disengage from it, tell it to shut up, and, and try to say, okay, I'm going to think about one, one thing. You know? I think it should always be your breathing. You should always be reestablishing that after you reestablish your breathing, deep breaths. Then you can kind of go into a directed thought about a specific topic if that's what you want to do. But always specific. Try to keep it as specific 
as possible. And if your mind starts wandering to other things, that's the chatter creeping back in. And that's the bliss leaving your mind. So just be very conscious of that. That's your only ability. That's you, you can control one thing, not your actions. The person that's listening to this right now is not in control at all of anything but what is in the mind. Your actions are controlled by either your ego or your bliss state. Which is in control? That's the thing that you can, that's the only thing that you have the power to, to change. And it's just by keeping on top of your mind. Your mind is like a little child. You just don't let it wander. Don't let it just wander into the street. Keep a short leash on it and, and, and give it definable tasks. Treat it like, an, you know, have, have, you should have a list of activities for your mind each day for it to do. Otherwise, it will engage in aimless chatter. It will sit there and chatter its way into complete poison, into complete self-defeat, total regret, sadness, anger, anxiety, all kinds of things. Meanwhile, all the problems that you're having anxiety about are not getting solved. Because all you're trying to do is just reel and deal emotionally and physically with the poison that you're injecting into your body. So you're not actually, by letting your mind just ruminate aimlessly about your problems, you're, you're not solving them. In fact, you're making them seem even worse because you're trying to avoid thinking about them um, and at the same time thinking about them. So it's like the worst. You need to either be like consciously thinking about them or putting them out or disengaging from them completely and just say, hey, I'm going to be thinking about this at 2 o'clock, so I don't need to think about it right now. And you have to be kind of compartmentalizing and assigning time for your mind to think about, you know, your life goals, your more long-term things. Problems, there are problems in life you have to think about, yes, but not aimlessly, not without, without constant directed thinking. So if you see your mind aimlessly thinking, you know, where, you know what that door is, and you know that if you, if you engage in it, you're actually being a bad guy. You're being an immoral guy. You're being a guy who just wants to die and kill other people. You're, you're a, um, a murder-suiciding asshole. So don't be that guy. Make sure your mind is in a bliss state. Now, easier said than done. Everybody's just like, oh, yeah, right. I'll just put my mind in the bliss state and I'm fine and then I, I'll do everything right. Okay, that's easy. Like you wake up sometimes, you're not in the bliss state. But you can get there pretty quickly if you can just silence the mind chatter. Just tell it to shut up. There's going to be all kinds of little old men voices in your head in the morning about how you didn't do this and about how you've neglected that and all kinds of just nags. Tell them to shut up. Take deep breaths. Do some, like, push-ups. That sometimes helps just to feel your body, feel yourself in your body. Any kind of exercise is good. Just, I don't recommend having a coffee because I think that the, the after effect of the coffee is, is even worse mind chatter. And also, when you drink coffee and you have mind chatter problem, it just multiplies the mind chatter. It just makes it even faster and more insidious. You want to be on top of it. You want to be chill. The coffee is there almost like, 
it, you think you might need it because you have to deal with all these problems. You just feel like this, your, 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 your brain can't get around all these problems. Your, your cognition is severely depleted when you're on any kind of stimulant. So the ability to solve the problem is not going to go up with the caffeine at all or nicotine for that matter. A lot of people use cigarettes. So it's the, the best mind is the calm, chill mind that's not letting the chatter come in. That's it. You'll, you'll have endless energy with that. You see yourself like if you, if you see like if you sit down, if you're one of these people that sit down and like you start watching a movie and you start falling asleep instantly, that's because your mind is chattering like a motherfucker. That's a clear sign of it because your mind basically wants to is chattering so hard that it wants to sleep so that it can chatter without the, without the distraction of, of everyday life. And so w- once you tell your mind, you think you're sleeping, oh, you're like, oh, I'm sleeping, maybe I should drink a coffee. And, yeah, the coffee might kind of wake you up a little bit and keep you from nodding off, but the chatter's still there. And chances are, even if your chattering is high enough, you'll start nodding off even with a fucking coffee in you. It doesn't matter. Your mind wants to go into a fucking sleep state. It's so chattering. And that's your, your mind, when it's chattering, is dreaming. And so naturally, it wants to get to a more full dream state. And so, yeah, so chattering is very tiring. Makes it, 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 if your mind is chattering throughout the whole day, your day will seem like it's the longest day, and at the end of it, you'll just be so tired and you just have to go to sleep. So there's, make no mistake that chattering is, is it, it, it wastes so much energy. It's, it's like um, a gears grinding inside that aren't actually meshing. So it's, it's causing all kinds of internal stripping and damage. And at the same time, it's, it's not getting you anywhere. It's not actually um, solving any problem. Your, your mind doesn't, your mind makes a final decision after all that chatter that some you know, might take into account a few thoughts, but it's usually like the last thing it thought of. There wasn't any real deliberation that occurred in that chatter. That chatter is not only poisonous, it's useless. It's not like, oh, uh, the chatter helps me and so I'll deal with the poison. It's like it doesn't help you and it's poisonous, so it needs to be ended. And, um, and once you end it, you're in bliss. The, like fine bliss after that is there it's just covered up by chatter so because you just the thrill of being alive should be enough if you don't have that chatter in your mind it's like it is enough so just be on guard and tell yourself to disengage often um, do the dream test I really want to work on this um, lucid dream thing because I really believe that there's a whole realm there that we're not exploring. And part of it is because the substances we take, the food we eat, um, you know, the aboriginals believe that the dream world is the real world. And, you know, maybe it is point is we haven't really explored it in the West here. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to take the plunge. So, you know, that means being completely sober of any substance for like at least three days that means taking deep breaths and making sure that I'm not doing any dreaming during the day. 
You want to do your dreaming at night while you're asleep, but your body's not in the moment. Then you can be completely immersed. What most people are doing is they're having like low-level daydreams as they're walking around, and they're not even looking out of their eyes, and that's why their eyes become unfocused. That's why they start to need glasses. That's why their hair starts to, to go away. If you're unfocused, your hair start, you start losing your fucking hair. Yes. So if you're not focused in the now, if you're, if you're allowing a lot of chatter to go on in your mind, you're going to lose hair, you're going to lose eyesight, you're going to lose muscle tone, you're going to lose all kinds of sh- And then you're going to poison your body because you're, you're going to act out and be negative. That's enough of that. So another question that somebody also asked me was about uh, COVID vaccines. Now, COVID vaccines have been rolled out very quickly. And I understand that there's a lot of people that are skeptical of this because it just seemed like a big cash grab for the pharmaceutical industry. And it's an experimental, at least novel technology to try to create antibodies, which by by, uh, introducing a spike protein through the use of uh, synthetic uh, synthetic means without actually inserting a virus, this is a novel approach, and naturally speaking, people are like, well, you know, we don't know the long-term effects. And so people are – and then there's people that have died shortly following taking the vaccine. Now, I took the vaccine. I took the vaccine. It's not my, it wasn't my choice. The person talking to you didn't make any kind of informed choice at all. Sorry, I had to uh, change something up. But anyway, so yes, the what is the what is the answer now? I took the vaccine, um, and there's a booster that's going to come out. I can't wait to take the booster. Why? Because I believe vaccines are actually one of the most primitive forms of of of, of combating illnesses that we know. The most ancient. And it's by taking in a little bit of the disease itself to to ward off to to, to create a resistance to the to to a more virulent version of it. And they've always done that. Now you can argue that in these vaccines, which I took, I took the Pfizer vaccine. That wasn't done. They didn't give me a piece of the virus. They gave me some spike proteins, which basically behaved in the same way as the. Uh, but but. People are like, this is changing genetics, you know, how can we trust it? And, you know, I understand the skepticism. I didn't have it. I was, I kind of understood the science and I looked at it and I was like, you know what, I'd rather take chances with this than take chances with the, uh, the disease itself. Um, and, and as, you know, I was willing to take the risk, which it is a risk. I mean, you're, you're, you're taking a risk when you take any kind of uh, experimental vaccine. But I wanted to get back to normal. I wanted, you know, and I, and, I, and I wish people would do this at least so we can just get to another stage in our battle against the disease because now we're kind of falling back because there's, there's all these other strains that are, are cropping up and – to me, I was willing to take the hit physically to to beat that thing, 
um, as collectively because I think it it can be beat by effective vaccining, it provided everybody takes them. Uh, but if there's like 50% not taking them, I mean, it it, it really makes it about 50% um, effective, and that's the problem. So that's where we are. So I would argue that uh, you should take it, um, but uh, if you don't want to, it's not the end of the world. I mean, chances are you will get some kind of low-level COVID, which will be basically the same thing as getting a, a vaccine. Um, I, I don't know um, that much about that. But, you know, when they when they treat you with monoclonal antibodies, it's very similar to getting – it's an antibody treatment, which essentially gives you the antibodies. So, you know, and when you get COVID, it's it's basically like getting the vaccine. So, I mean – why not just get through the vaccine? I mean, that's that's kind of, or at least get the resistance to COVID through the vaccine. I, I just, I believe in these vaccines because they're, it's not like a huge complicated thing about how they work. And I've studied them and it doesn't, it's not like, it's an old art. It's an old art, even though these big companies are, you know, raking in the dollars because of it. Um, but in general, like this whole, covid world we're in you know mass versus not mass like some people are it's it's become like this thing where they really they feel like there's this desire to control going on and i i think people are genuinely trying to deal with control the virus and they realize that certain things like masking indoors and you know they they do limit the spread um and some people dispute that. Some people are say that the masks do nothing. Um, I, I tend to think they must do something because I, I do look at statistics of places that do use them and don't use them. and It's much worse than people that don't use them. So I, I can't argue with that. I have to say, okay, these things probably work to us. And they make sense. I mean, if it's coming out, those people aren't as like big on the Purell anymore. They understand that the way you're getting this stuff is through a spray that's coming out of people's mouths or nose. So it makes sense that these masks, it looks like they're here to stay for, for quite a bit long time. Now, how does this relate to like the more esoteric stuff? Because this is just like a terrestrial disease. And the bottom line is in the bliss state, you can't get sick. Any, anytime they talk about your immune system being down, you, your immune system is your bliss state. Your 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 immune system being down is your bliss state being down. Is a, is basically the same thing as having your mind in a chattering, unconscious state where it's just kind of like ruminating on anxieties and problems and fears, future past, future past, future past, reliving negative experiences. Um, whatever it's doing, it's put, that's taking you out. You can't be you. Ha, you have to be in the moment, either thinking constantly thinking about a pro, uh, something, or in the moment, just experiencing the reality raw without any thinking filter, to be in the bliss state. And that and that usually comes from just looking at feeling how great it is to breathe and how great it feels to take in a deep breath and hold the oxygen in and let it out and just 
how great it is to be alive and just be focused on that. Okay, then if you're in that state most of the time, you don't need the vaccine. You don't need anything. You, you're going to – every fucking disease, every, everything is going to bounce off you. You are invincible effectively. But the problem is is that, you know, even me, I mean, I, I, I espouse this wisdom. I don't necessarily always practice it because I'm just a normal human and I wake up and I get angry and I'm in a bad mood sometimes. I forget all this shit. So I want a coverage for those moments. So I got the vaccine. But if if you can keep yourself blissful constantly, and I believe it's possible, people are like, oh, you can't be in constant bliss. I think you can. I think you should try for it. I think it's your obligation to be in constant bliss. Otherwise, you're going to be a dick and uh, poison yourself and the world. And guess what? Get punished by the goddess. Yes, the the or the god, whoever whoever you're attracted to sexually is your god, by the way. So it wants to be turned on by you, okay? It's not going to be turned on by some old version of you with white hair and all wrinkled just because you're a good person. No, you got to be a hot motherfucker still, even when you're like 80, okay? You need to be fuckable at that age. That's the kind of immortality I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about old man immortality where you're like some decrepit motherfucker. No. Young, young. Stay young. But believe me, the thing that's killing all the, the, the people is this mind chatter. It's usually thoughts about death, too, which is ironic. It's like you think about your death. You know, if you think about your death a lot, like that, that's really projecting your mind into some kind of negative future. You're, you're certainly not in the moment, and your mind ruminates on that, and it's just like it's like letting a buzzsaw just go inside your, your cells, I mean, in your, your, your molecules. Your molecules start to rebel. Your molecules want to be in the bliss state, and you, it's so easy for you to get there. It doesn't require tons and tons of meditation. Meditation is a great way to a great activity for your mind to get you, you know, to help you. It, it increases your bliss state, but you'll never go to meditate if you're not in a bliss state already. <laughs> Why would you? Like who, what kind of stressed out person sits down and meditates? Nobody. They don't. They just sit there and stress out more, you know. People who are meditating are already in the bliss state. Otherwise, they wouldn't even think to meditate. That's what's so fucked up. You go, you should do meditation. Like you're not going to do it <laughs> if you're not feeling good already. And here's this is the best way to feel good already. Don't let your mind fucking don't let it think without you. Don't let it think without your intention. And when you see it doing it, tell it to shut up. Just just stop it. Just be like, I'm thinking about that at two o'clock. I'm thinking about that at three o'clock. I mean, find a put a. Make a slot for the thing that comes up in your mind if you really think it's something that you need tending to, you know? It's like maybe it's your taxes. Maybe it's like a, a way of which you can, you, you can write off certain things and, you know, get some windfall from this uh, COVID relief, whatever. The point is is that you're going to have certain things in your life that you need to think about for sure. But you have to assign a time. You have to assign a task and then end it. And then also meditation is one of those things that you can, an activity you can give your mind. 
You should give your mind a little, like a, an hour a day of trying to write a fictional tale. You should give yourself, um, you know, a couple hours a day to write music if you're a musician or to paint or to do... Creative things are very important to give to the mind because your mind needs to be given something. Your mind is a kid. Your mind can't just sit and, like, watch TV all day. You put a kid in front of a TV all day, the chatter will start forming, okay? You're, you can watch TV and have mind chatter going on easily, and that's the problem. It's not engaging enough unless you, unless you really make sure you are engaging it enough and you're not allowing any chatter in. As long as you focus on anything intently, it doesn't matter if it's TV or entertainment, anything. As long as it's consuming all of your attention, great. But if part of your mind is, is churning about some bullshit and, and it's undirected thinking, boom, that's where, you're, that's where you're in ego state. Okay, this is Lectures of Fallen Wisdom. I am Mike Trojan. Thank you for listening.